Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. We've got another two for Friday for you. The first segment is with Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch, as broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communications Network to over two million people every night. And the second is with Chuck Wilder over at Talkback on CRN Digital Talk Radio. And uh, joining us this morning on this balmy morning up there in uh, the panhandle of Florida, and we're down here in the Tampa Bay area, it's Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Mr. Chuck. Yay. Yay. The reason they're happy is because right now where I'm at, it's 70 degrees. They're all happy. Yeah, we're getting away from this from the seasonal norm, aren't we? I think we're, we're a little balmy up here, too. Gotta got to put my sunscreen on. But wait till Monday or Tuesday comes around. Oh, yeah. I, I just took yeah. my winter coat, my nice heavy winter coat, to the dry cleaners <laughs> to have it all cleaned up because I'm going to need it. Hey, it's you know, it, I, I think you'll agree with me. It, it's better than being above the Mason-Dixon line. It's better than being on Lake Ontario where right now they're shoveling <laughs> snow and I don't want any part yeah. of it. Thank you. Well, Mr. Frank, Kevin McCarthy, last night, set the record for the longest speech ever on the floor of the House of Representatives. I didn't see it all, but I had the TV on while he was talking. I heard part, parts of what he was saying. Um, he, he was talking to the American people. Obviously, the people that were sitting there behind him knew what was going on. But a lot of the American people got a bit of a wake-up uh, last night when he talked about some of the things that are in this bill that they had no idea of. Yeah, if, in fact, people were up in the middle of the night listening. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of sound bites for things going around today, and, and hopefully the Republicans have packaged those sound bites to get things out there on social media to usurp the usual suspects on, on cable news and, and the alphabet channels. Uh, the important thing was that he kept the Democrats from voting in the middle of the night like they usually do mm-hmm. with bills that are stuffed and packed with pork and special interest stuff. Mm-hmm. So if he accomplished one thing at least with that, it was that. Mm-hmm. But I do hope they package up those clips and get them out there because when people find out what's in this bill, um, mm-hmm. they're going to be really ticked. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been putting him out uh, on and off all night long on a couple of different uh, uh, sources that I've been uh, watching here. But uh, it is what it is. And, of course, the Democrats with their misinformation, especially about the uh, funding. Um, the CBO yesterday said this is going to add $367 billion to the national debt. 
And uh, Janet Yellen goes, oh, no, it's not. It's not going to add anything. It's all paid for. And I'm thinking to myself, will you stop with the crap? Yeah. This, uh, nothing is paid for when you go into deficit spending. Right. I mean, I mean that's, that's the obvious giant elephant in the room. We're, we're existing in, in, in the red as a nation. And to say that we can spend trillions of dollars and, and that it's all paid for, they would have to raise taxes on everybody. And he promised that he wasn't going to raise taxes over for, for people making over, families making over $400,000. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a whole bunch of broken promises here. And we're also seeing a lot of doublespeak coming out of this, this administration. They've got no problem lying about things. Mm-hmm. And they do it with a straight face, which is very dangerous. Yeah, speaking of straight face, our noted energy expert, AOC, made an, <laughs> made another hilarious claim about the Keystone XL pipeline. Did you happen to catch it? No, I didn't know. All right, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait till you hear this. In an Instagram video on Sunday, the erstwhile bartender mistakenly asserted that the Keystone XL pipeline and Line 3 projects were proposed to increase... The U.S. natural gas exports. Really? Really? Wow. It's all yeah. oil, baby. It's all oil. Well, you got to remember, she wants to collect cow farts, too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, she's, flatulent, she's very flatulent anti- yeah. Flatulent stack. Yeah, sure. She's very anti-bovine uh, digestion. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking that the cows have, have purposely attacked the, the environment. Yeah, and according you know, to uh, Camilla... Not not Kamala, but according to Camilla in the United Kingdom, they need to start with Joe Biden. Well, you know, it's it's it is a place to start. If we can carbon capture Joe Biden's flatulence, maybe we can <laughs> we can honestly start affecting climate change. Oh wow, wouldn't that be something? And, uh, I, know, and I know a lot of people don't know what we're talking about, but Kamala, uh, that's Prince Charles' wife. Uh, she uh, complained about the. Breaking of wind in her presence by the president of the United States. Oh my God! All that thought. Hey, when you got when you gotta go. Yeah. All that all that thought, Kyle. All right, we'll be or Kyle Frank. Now I'm confused. All right, we'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. Good God! You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from two to six a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred and tell us what's on your mind. News, insight, passion. Hey, uh, nine thirty. The answer. Online at theanswersarasota.com. AM 930. The answer. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Heard by over 2 million people coast to coast and around the world every night. Captain, let's do it. Thank you very much. We will do it. And by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at Moss Nissan. Moss Nissan, it's amazing how they continue to get customers from the Panhandle, South Georgia, all over Florida, Tampa Bay, up and down the East Coast, up and down the upper Midwest, and as far west as Phoenix, Arizona. All right, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com website, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, it's so dangerous what she said. Press Secretary Saki made a stunning claim about the long-term rise in gas prices, and what the what the solution should be. Did you hear it? 
I, I did not hear what Jen Psaki said about gas prices because she's you know she's a she's an economic genius. Well, here's her economic genius words: High gas prices are actually beneficial because they will force the U.S. to increase our investment in renewable energy so that we're not relying on the fluctuations and OPEC. Well, this is a for once she's being transparent. Mm-hmm. This they are she's admitting to the fact that they're purposely affecting the elevation of gas prices to force you to use technology that isn't mm-hmm. affordable yet. Mm-hmm. So it, it's less dangerous and more honest. And maybe that's why it's dangerous because this is the first honest thing that's come out of this administration. Shutting down pipelines making it difficult for oil companies to actually bid for leases, making it impossible for them to drill, mm-hmm. making, the, making it impossible for the supply chain to actually move oil to places to be able to have it utilized. The concerted and complicated effort to make sure that gas prices skyrocket, just like they did under Barack Obama, Yep, to make sure that gasoline prices are unaffordable, so you have to use not ready for prime time green energy mm-hmm. and everything electric. How are you going to drive from oh I don't know New York to California in in a in a, a an expedient time using an electric car? Well, not on the batteries made in America. I'll tell you that much because they don't withhold the power that long. Yeah, and 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 then having to recharge them. A full mm-hmm. charge usually takes about eight hours. So how long, if you can go 300 miles on a, on a full charge with, with a typical electric car battery that's here in applies to the United States, mm-hmm. and you need eight hours in between the, the, the utilization of 300 miles, how long would it take you to get from New York to California? Mm, a while. By the Week, way, by the, days? by the way, the new oil is now electric. I'm all for green energy. I, I hope that they perfect it, and, and I hope that it becomes so perfected that it becomes affordable for every single person in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm all for renewable energy, but it's not there yet. And to dismantle an energy sector that serves the American people before there's something that's viable to, to replace it so that we move to the next generation of energy is irresponsible and short-sighted. Mm-hmm. They're going to get us to the point where they've crippled the oil the, the oil industry so that we don't have things to be able to move things around the United States. And then something catastrophic like a global confrontation is going to happen, and we're going to end up being very, very vulnerable mm-hmm. to all kinds of things over here. So stupid is getting dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, and we've really got to stop this. I, I mean, it's, that means governors pushing back, using nullification, making pacts between states to make sure that things that serve their people actually maintain between Texas and Florida. And all states in between and to the north could say, we're not doing this. We're keeping the oil industry in, in business here, and and we'll just do it between the states if the federal government doesn't want to play ball. Mm-hmm. And and we could see oil prices, at least in this region of the country, get back to something that's actually more free market. You'd see other states coming coming onto that like you couldn't believe and quick, because 
the people would be demanding it. Well, it's time the governors neuter the federal government and do it now. Well, we have uh, Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi working together. Florida doesn't have any refineries, or we'd probably be doing it too, to talk about making their own states uh, totally uh, um, um, cut off from the federal government when it comes to the regulation so they can keep the gasoline uh, and oil and diesel prices cheaper in their states. That's being worked on right now. You make you make a regional pact. We've got oil yep. derricks out there. Let's just make it. Let's make it regional and mm-hmm. tell the federal government to just do away. Gee, you know who did that yesterday? Hmm. Ron DeSantis. No, I didn't say. You know, every day I wake up and I thank God for that man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, they signed the legislation to protect the Floridians from losing their jobs due to COVID nineteen. Now, listen to these uh, little uh, uh, add-ons here. Number one, private employer COVID-19 vaccine mandates are now prohibited. Employers who violate these employer health protections will be fined. Number three, government entities may not require COVID-19 vaccinations of anyone, including employees. Number four, educational institutions may not require students to be COVID-19 vaccinated. Number five, school districts may not have school face mask policies. Number six, School districts may not quarantine healthy students. And number seven, students and parents may sue violating school districts and recover costs and attorney fees. And and every single one of those is common sense, and it stops an overreaching and out-of-control federal government. Yep. Of of federal bureaucracy, I might add. State rights. Absolutely. When we dial the, when when we rewind the tape, we see that now Joe, Man, Joe Biden's making these, these mandates, which don't have the force of law. Mm-hmm. The CDC is, is issuing edicts, which don't have the force of law. This is all bureaucratic. Nothing's been passed by the legislature. This is all coming out of the executive branch, which doesn't have the authority to create law. Mm-hmm. So what the Sanders is doing is saying, you, you better pass a federal law on this if you want any of it done. Otherwise, we're, we're executing the Tenth Amendment down here and saying this is states' rights. Mm-hmm. It, it's as close as you're going to get to nullification without using the word. Mm-hmm. And, and that tells me that people in Tallahassee are actually listening on, on Mondays and Fridays, Matt, because we've been talking about nullification for a couple months now. Yeah. By the way, uh, Bill Gates has given $319 million to bankroll select media outlets to, quote, change the public narrative. This is social engineering. This is the manipulation of the American people and and actually the free people of the world out in the open. He's Mm -hmm. buying a narrative. Mm -hmm. He's buying a preferred narrative to inject himself into being able to affect the information cycle. That's outrageous. That's beyond outrageous. That's Orwellian. Mm-hmm. Let's just move on to the next subject. Here's a bunch of money if you guys would just move on to the next subject. Any legitimate news outlet would tell him to take his money and pound it. Mm-hmm. And that should be the litmus test to what is a legitimate news outlet and what is a bought and paid for mouthpiece for the globalist elite. If they accept this money, then they're worthless and no one should listen to their. 
Well, I agree. And by the way, here comes the music. I'm going to have to let you go because I got somebody else coming on here in a little bit. But I will talk to you on Monday, my friend. Say hello, my friend. All right. That's Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. UndergroundUSA.com. Go there. Check out all the great things that he has to offer. You'll be a happy camper when you do so. Meanwhile, I'll be right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Welcome back to Underground USA. Here's my talk with Chuck Wilder on TalkBack as broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN. My privilege now to go to the one and only Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O. He's executive par- uh, partner at Compass Point Group, LLC. He's also co-host of the Underground USA on Heart Radio, iHeart Radio, uh, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. Well, basically anywhere podcaster heard. His writing has been recognized by the U.S. House International Relations Committee and the Japan Center for Conflict Prevention. Frank is the author of six monographs examining internal and external threats facing our country. And he's got a couple of goodies here. Hey, uh, Frank, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mr. Wilder. How are you doing? I am fair to partly cloudy. Uh, you know, I know you have a brand new one that just came out from the Department of Justice Inspector General. Uh, we may get to that one, too, if we have time. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of people probably haven't heard about this one, and it is the crony capitalism results in the biggest Medicare price hike in history. Uh, they just announced a standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B will rise roughly 14.5%. Largest increase ever, right? Yeah, it's a, it's the, for the history of Medicare of Medicare. Yeah, uh, in, for the entirety of the entirety that we've had the safety net, uh, it's it's stunning. You know, when you look at the cost of living increases yeah. that people on fixed incomes on Social Security get when they get them, something like this wipes it out and puts them into the red. You know, and you say seniors across the country are going to see this increase in large part. Due to a Alzheimer's drug, uh, what is it called, Autohelm? Yeah, Autohelm. Um, they're saying that per year 
It's it, the dosage is supposed to cost about fifty six thousand dollars, but that's that price was established by the company. Uh, the, the troubling issue here is that that company has a a very shady relationship with uh, the advisory panel at the FDA. When independent people went to price out what it should actually cost for a year of dosages for this for this medication, uh, they priced it out anywhere between three thousand and eighty four hundred dollars. So that's an that's an insane amount of price gouge that happens here when the, when the company who's making it says that now it's it's uh, the cost should be fifty six thousand dollars a year for for this medication. I don't know how anybody can justify that. Yeah, I mean, is this the only company that makes uh, this Alzheimer's drug or a drug that deals with Alzheimer's, or is it some special? Well, the, the, uh, <laughs> There, Congress there are a yeah, few companies ahead. that have some experimental things done. The, mm-hmm. the kicker here is that when the original independent panel that advises the FDA looked at this drug, they said the data wasn't there to support it being an, uh, an effective drug, and they all voted it down. There were 11 members on that panel, 10 voted to vote it down, and, and one voted that uh, didn't have an opinion. So, I mean, this is, for us to be predicating increases in real time for people who are on fixed incomes, who are on Social Security, um, who have to utilize Medicare Part B, to start changing the price because the government wants to stockpile this drug, when the data isn't there to support that it's actually effective at (laughs) $56,000 per year, Per, per per medication, that's that's outrageous. You know, and this is for memory, right? Oh well, yeah, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's has to do yeah. with the with the decline in cognitive process. Yeah, so, so it would be, just it say, would be hey, something listen, that would stem that off. But again, um, you know, there are a few drugs that are in development on this, and it, there is hope for the disease. Uh, it, it's a crushing disease. If you know anybody who's ever had it, it's 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 awful. Yeah. But we're not at the point where the government should be spending this kind of money to stockpile something, especially when it's untested. You know, and this is interesting, listener, because uh, Frank points out in June 2021, the FDA approved the drug. Independent experts immediately labeled the approval as disgraceful. And listen to this. The decision was so outrageous that three experts on the FDA's advisory committee resigned in protest. Wow, that tells you something. Oh yeah, and you've got you've got watchdog organizations that are throwing up investigation into this. What is this? Uh, the, the, this yeah, go ahead. There was a media investigation on this, more local to to Washington D.C., that used the words "chummy relations" between right. the company Biogen and uh, and the FDA review staff. Um, they've called for an inspector's general investigation into this. Uh, they really should execute that investigation as well. When you have an independent panel. That the FDA uses in in the in the assessment of new drugs, you, they have one that's internal and one that's independent uh, for, with experts from the outside. When you have such a disparity between those two advisory panels, where one hundred percent did not sign off on the independent panel, and then almost uh, a month and a half later, they they turn around and, and the FDA internal panel says uh, approves the drug. Mm-hmm. 
There's something going on here. And and that's what we typically call crony capitalism. Yeah, this is the government yeah. getting in bed with, with with private industry to enrich the private sector with taxpayer dollars. And it's been going on for too long, and it has to stop. This is why when Biden was running for president, Chuck, we took such issue with his relations and how and how his family did business with China and Ukraine and everything else. They are the personification of crony capitalism. And we're seeing it play out in the Biden administration's FDA right here in real time. Biden and Biogen. <laughs> it's real close there. Uh, do you know this company, okay, B-I-O-G-E-N, and I should have done this myself, but it just came to me. Uh, they are an American company, right? Or are this uh, from uh, perhaps a Chinese company? No, this is uh, from what, from everything that I've read. This is from this is an American-based company. Wow, fifty-six thousand dollars. But you're but you're bringing up a point. Most yeah. of our prescription medication right. that that is is delivered to people here in the United States. An overwhelming amount of medication that is prescribed to our people here in the United States is manufactured in China. Yeah, you know, boy, we really. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. So, so if China, you know, if if we ever, if we ever have to sever relations with China, beyond tariffs, and 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 beyond trade deals. We're going to be in deep trouble not only because of manufacturing, and we're seeing that already with the with the microchips, and, and how it's it's stunting our ability to expand things here, especially in the automotive market. But if they decide to say, "Well, we're going to war with the United States," we're in trouble with all of our pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. When you bring up if you microchips, get a prescription medication, that's going to affect you. Yeah, when you bring up microchips, Frank, uh, it also affects us in our military. Uh, it's amazing how many microchips are in airplanes, jets, you know, also ships. Uh, I have one guest on, we've talked about it quite frequently, and I always talk about for a while there it seemed like these Navy ships were colliding with each other. And I was saying, yeah, they're probably it's those Chinese chips, you know, that you put in their uh, little things that tell you which way you're going, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're yeah. not self-sufficient at home, and, and just think about your car not being able to start because of because of a, a, a glitch with the chip, with with one of the sensors that didn't work. Your your tire is saying it's flat, but it's not because the sensor doesn't work. When when you are reliant upon a foreign the things you use daily, and especially in defense of your nation, manufactured by a foreign country, that means they've got you. There's no reason whatsoever that we can't be self-sufficient on every avenue of consumption here in the United States, being that we're a consumer nation. It, it's, we should have trade with other, of other companies or other countries, but we should be able to do what we need to do here at home. Trade should be something on top of that, not something that replaces that, because as, you've, as we've seen over the last 30 years, hurts with jobs, hurts our economy, hurts our people, hurts the readiness of our defense and you know we've got to be more self-sufficient and during the trump administration we were getting there mr biden has reversed everything and done it at full throttle you know and back to the microchips uh as i understand uh china i guess it's the soil or whatever or the rocks 
in that company in that country. They've got plenty of it. And another place that was really abundant was a place called uh, Afghanistan. Uh, so oh yeah, interesting. Uh, especially for the stuff that uh, that that in the making of batteries, lithium is is a very big natural resource from Afghanistan. And with our pullout over there. The void was created that allowed the Chinese to come in very quickly. And if you've been keeping up on the relations between China and Afghanistan, they're buddy-buddy right now. Oh, yeah. And, and once, chi- once China's in there, they're not going to be leaving. A lot of people don't realize that there is actually a border with uh, China and Afghanistan. You know, I think it looks to me on the map like three or 400 miles, but whatever. But when you got a border, hey... They won't even have to build a bridge. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty no, interesting. And, and 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 they've been invited in by the Taliban. Yeah, yeah. So the Taliban yeah. sees them as a strategic military partner. China sees Afghanistan as a as a natural resource rich nation from which to extract that natural resource. And the people of Afghanistan who enjoyed freedom for twenty years under under mm-hmm. the Americans trying to to establish a, a doctrine of freedom over there. They're going to be taking it in the teeth. Executions will continue. And if you don't toe the line and follow Sharia law per the Taliban's edict, you'll die. Boy, I think, goodness, we're not ever going to have to worry about that in the United States of America. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) You (laughs) You know know, where I'm going on that. we've, We've been seeing our situation today come for over 50 years. And we've always been kind of complacent about the problem. We'll handle it tomorrow. We can't. We can't embrace that mindset anymore. We we have to make a good, solid plan on how we want to be self-sufficient and execute it. And, and that means putting some of the or all of the globalist strategies that this administration and the far left uses each and every day. They have to be put on the ash heap of history. We we can't be doing that. I'm all for green energy, all for it, when the time proves that it is efficient mm-hmm. and cost-effective for the people who need to use it. Until then, let's use both. You don't dismantle something that's working to, to put in place something that's still not ready for prime time. That's a stupid decision. That's, that's inept leadership. We need to be self-sufficient. But let's do it smart. If we want to advance into these things to make ourselves self-sufficient with renewables, let's do it smart, yeah. not stupid. It seems like we're doing it very stupidly. And, you know, back to this pill, this wonder pill, $56,000 per year for Alzheimer's, uh, you have in your report that a cost-effectiveness analysis by the nonprofit Institute for Clinical and Economic Review determined that a reasonable price for this drug was uh, between three thousand dollars to eight thousand four hundred per year. See, and that to some people would be a shock, but boy, when you get it up to fifty-six thousand dollars, Medicare for this drug, uh, there's got to be something going under the table. Just sounds like it to me. I mean, gee. You ought to be able to walk on water if you can take that pill, right? Well, in in 2019, the House Ways and Means Means Committee staff came up with a report that says U.S. drug prices are nearly four times higher 
than the average prices compared to similar countries around the world. <clears throat> it's, it, it, it's insane, the inflation that we have here in this country when it comes to pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And, and that's because other, company, other countries have realized that there's, there's a gouging that happens, and they've put caps on, on what a, a, for a percentage of what the profit can be. Now, that's anti-capitalist, but when the rest of the world is doing it and the pharmaceutical companies say, well, the Americans can afford it, let's make sure that they're paying four times for this so we can, we can saddle them with the development costs. Wow. I don't necessarily think that's very equitable. And in, in a time when we've got people in Washington screaming equity about everything else, how about we be equitable to the American people? You know, if the listener wanted to read this report, Frank, in its entirety, because we only got like maybe half of it, uh, is there a website they could go, go to and read this? Absolutely. Go to undergroundusa.com, and the name of the report is Crony Capitalism Results in the Biggest Medicare Price Hike in History. All right, undergroundusa.com. Undergroundusa.com. You got it. All right, undergroundusa.com. Now, we're getting ready to go on a break here in about 40 seconds or so. You have a brand new one that came out, Department of Justice Inspector General... Justice Department must address concerns about politicization. And uh, this one is also a very interesting uh, uh, thing because Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz issued a ruling stating the department must address deepening concerns that is not insulated from political influence. Uh, do you really believe there's some way you can get away from political influence? Well, we're going to find out more about this report. Frank Savato and, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, co-host of the Underground USA. And uh, once again, that's undergroundusa.com. We're going to be right back and look into this brand new one from Frank. Don't go away. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder, with my guest Frank Savato. And, uh, you know, you have the right for peaceful assembly. Uh, but, however, now, here we got Inspector General Michael Horowitz issuing this ruling stating the department must address deepening concerns that it's not insulated from political influence. And part of this uh, comes under the Department of Justice uh, under the Trump administration, right? And had to do with Lafayette well, Square. Explain that. Well, that's that's one of the things that he cited uh, mm -hmm. that there was leaked information that that came out uh, that was erroneous in in that instance. And and quite honestly, in every day every day leading up to January sixth through January sixth, right. but this is a problem that's been around since the Clintons and and even a little bit before. But it really hit hypercharge when the Clintons came into office. The Clintons and the Obamas and now the Bidens have routinely appointed people to mid-level positions at State Department, at the Justice Department, and the FBI, um, so that they would be there to handle situations because of their political bent. And, and we've seen this come to fruition with every major investigation that has gone through the DOJ about someone or something related to the Clintons, related to the Obamas. These investigations get slow-walked, 
or they get or they get dismissed. So that this is this is not something new. It's just getting incredibly worse. Yeah. Uh, in fact, back in the back in the two thousands, when Hillary Clinton was running for U.S. Senate, a whistleblower came came to me when I had the New Media Journal and asked us to investigate these circumstances for yourself. But somebody's got to get this story out. Hillary Clinton was was committing campaign finance fraud left and right with the help <laughs> of her of her husband. We documented it in a book called The Fraudulent Senator. But when you read that book, you, your head's going to explode because people at the Department of Justice that were Clinton appointees slow walked, obstructed, and eventually killed the investigation into that. So that's just one example of what they've done. the The Russia collusion uh, the yeah. investigation with the, with with Comey was another one, completely politicized. There was no truth to it. It was all done for political purposes. You know, the, you know, the Department of Justice and the Judiciary, they're not supposed to be about politics. That's the way the framers set it up. They're not supposed to be anywhere near politics. You can't have blind justice and justice served if you have politics affecting both the investigative and the, the deliberative branches of the justice system in our country. But that's where we are. We have politicians at the head of the DOJ. Now, yeah. Just look at any story about Merrick Garland that's, <laughs> that's in the press. This guy's a political animal. You, and you want to talk about dodging a bullet? This guy was, not, was going to be nominated for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Can you imagine? Boy, I tell you. You know what? All they need to do is just, and you can get little tiny books, and it's called the U.S. Constitution. It'll actually fit in your pocket, and <laughs> that would help. But, uh, yeah, and then as we're running out of time here, about 30 to 40 seconds, the January 6th shows you exactly what can go wrong. All the oh, inside absolute, stuff they had going absolutely. on with that. Yeah. Just just take a look at, at how the people who have been detained have been treated and, and what the prosecu- prosecutors mm-hmm. are asking for sentences. You, you, you've, got, you've got people who are... Who are Maybe a little out of hand with saying, hey, something's wrong with this election. At the moment in time when the Electoral College was being, was being held, <laughs> and they've been in solitary confinement since January. Since January. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, people have burnt yeah. Seattle down and burnt Portland down, and no one wants to charge them with anything. Yeah, this is well, the Frank, judicial process yeah. in this country. There's our music. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, undergroundusa.com. Thank you very much, sir. Look forward to our next visit. You soon, John. All right. Coming up next, William J. Federer. This is Underground USA. Find everything we do over at undergroundusa.com. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. Lucky Land Casino. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.